Hello and welcome to the Manic Film Club Season 2, the film review show where we say things like, you know you're a true conspiracy theorist when you have conspiracy theories about conspiracy theorists. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in Conspiracy Inception. My name is Liam and sitting opposite me through the powers of the internet still, it's Tobias. <laughs> this is never ending, it's always through the never power ending. of the internet now. Yeah. Hello people! One Hello. day, one day I'll be able to go not through the powers of the internet. I can touch him. Yeah. We've broken lockdown rules and I've just, I've just turned up at his house. Yeah, the pandemic's still going on. Fact, he doesn't know we're recording house. today. I'm just he just, he doesn't house. even realise we're in the same house. <laughs> so uh, hi. Hi. Season two. Season, season two is a thing. Now, I think it's only fair to explain to the lovely people that season two is going to be a little bit different to season one. It's going to be long. It's going to be longer. Because <laughs> obviously for season one, longer. season one, we followed a list of like the top Netflix originals to follow. But this time we've compiled, assembled, if you will, our own list. And we're going through lots of different genres. Some genres that neither of us have any interest in. But we're doing it for you to show a bit of variety and range. Yeah, otherwise it would just be a lot of... Marvel we might as well just watch, and... we might as well just watch through all of the Marvel films and review them one by one. In fact, why aren't we doing that? <laughs> be honest, you know what? Next year, why don't we just watch all the Bond films? Because I've never watched all the Bond films. I haven't watched all of them either, but I also don't know where you get access to them all. Well, I, I bought I bought a family member the entire collection. <laughs> oh, so... fair enough. Okay, <laughs> we'll have. You know what? When we can meet up physically, we'll do that and we can watch yes. them together. Because yeah. I'm not committing to buying all the Bond films. I don't uh, mind Bond, but not enough to buy them all. <laughs> so, anyway, as we're going with a new style, what is this week's genre? Okay, kicking off the year, we have... Behind the Curve. Yeah. Meet the growing worldwide community of theorists who defend the belief that the Earth is flat while living in a society who vehemently rejects it. It's directed by Daniel J. Clark. Yeah, so we are doing a documentary film for our first episode. Yes. Now, you, I think, are, you tend to watch more documentaries than I do. I definitely say I'm more, I am a documentary man. I do like a documentary. Uh, but, I mean, I'm not averse to them. I have watched documentaries. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, I think I'm the one who actually suggested this one when we were going through lists. Yeah, yeah, this is. I think you put this one forward. Yes, and I especially thought it might be a good one to kick off the year. Yeah, it's a nice, interesting one. Yes, controversial uh, is the right phrase. Yes. Um, although I'm going to start our review okay. by referring to a film that actually you tend to refer to quite a lot. Okay, is it High Flying Bird? Uh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it is. Because you know how the High Flying Bird was about basketball, but there was yeah. no basketball in it. Yeah. I kind of felt that this was all about Flat Earth without actually being about the concept oh. and the theory. It's more about the people who support the idea yeah, without actually people. getting into I wanted to learn and I did not learn. Oh, fair enough. I mean, it was definitely more about the community than the actual concept. But at the same time, I do actually think it focused a decent amount on it to the point of I now know that there are multiple factions within the community who all have their own beliefs. One thinks it's a dome, one thinks it's a soundstage, one thinks it's an open plane, it's just flat. So, I I mean, I did definitely learn things from it. But it does focus on the community more. I I think I wanted or... I'm not even sure if wanted is the word. I expected yeah. it to go more into, okay, what is the belief? What yeah. What is the theory? Why Why do people actually believe it? I think it went down a completely different route. Oh, it yeah. did. It touched upon it because it's such a big part of these people's lives. Yeah. Which is something it very much discusses. Yeah. Um, but... It's it. This is why I'm. I refer back to High Flying Bird. I kind of when we watched that, I kind of expected at some point to see a game of basketball. Yeah. And I kind of thought this would try. Do you to want to come out of this being a flat earther? Is that what you were expecting this to do? Convert you? Way, I think it's fair to say right now and let people know we are not in the flat earth community. We, we are, are fully, we are definitely fully not. globe earthers. Yes. Uh. Well. I'll refer to another documentary film that I watched. Okay. Ages ago. Well, actually, you'll be able to know exactly when I saw it. Um, when 
when it was time to vote in the referendum for Brexit. Yeah. Um, I very much from the off, without doing any reading, knew that I was a Remain. Definitely a Remain. Uh, but because of that, I didn't actually watch that much stuff about Remain. Right. But there was something called Brexit the movie, which actually was entirely about trying to sell you to the fact that you should be voting to leave. Right, okay. And I watched it going, right, convince me. I want you to make me go, oh, maybe we should leave. But having watched a 90-minute film of that... I didn't feel like that at all. I was more, oh, I'm definitely Remain. Yeah. And I kind of guess I wanted this film to make me kind of go, well, is it? Is it flat? Yeah, I th- yeah, I get what you're saying. You went into it um, expecting a kind of more like an actual documentary on the idea of it. Yes. Not, not necessarily that... following the people within the community. No. Uh, essentially... If anything, we got in into an insight about the Pope of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I will say I am the other opposite side of it. I didn't really have any idea of what to expect, but I'm actually glad it went the other way. Because yeah. I think it, I think if it had come across as a, this is what like a, almost like a converter thing of like this is what it is. I don't think I'd have had an interest. I think I would have had a high flying bird issue with it, of switching off and kind of like not focusing through it. Yeah. But I outright put my phone away and I just sat and watched this. Um, and I, I kind of got into it. Um, once I was like, okay, we're, we're basically going to follow the pillars of this kind of community yeah. and get into the backstory of it, which was interesting. Yeah, I um, will say, like, for, uh, for the, the main guy that it deals with is, although it deals with a few people, yeah. it's a guy called Mark Sargent. This, yeah. is, this is the dude. <laughs> this is the <laughs> dude. He's not the first guy to be into Flat Earth. He's no, not he's... like he created it, uh, but he's very much... A force within yeah. it. Um, it starts with him. I mean, spoiler alert: there is actually quite a scene where he clearly has feelings for that other woman. <laughs> oh, there's and, a whole basically love story which ends with them going, "Yeah, we didn't do anything about it." Yeah, but there is a bit where she's talking about, I think, leaving or something, and they're both at the computer, and the camera just watches him, and he's close to tears because he's like. <laughs> one thing that this film did a lot and i suppose it's touching on the cinematography is where you'd follow a scene and they you'd follow two scenes at the same time sorry and they'd both be telling their narrative on something but they were directly opposed to each other or had some form of conflict but it would do that thing where one of them would say something and the other shot would answer the question yeah so like they did that with this one where they were clearly talking about how they met and how they got together because one of them runs a podcast and like a, a webcast and they kind of focused on that and it would cut between one back and forth and it was like yeah we, we met up and it would cut to her and be like yeah we had a really nice time we went and did this then it would cut back to him and go i mean i i, I could see something there and it cut back to her and go yeah i mean i don't know yeah. <laughs> it, it, it did that a lot for the whole thing it, with it did varying levels of like seriousness now right you just said the word seriousness yeah and it, this is the the thing right which i think we as reviewers need to be careful of anyway yeah. Um, they do have uh, a scientist. I did not make notes of names. I do apologize. Um, because actually, there were so many people involved. Yeah, there were so many people. I involved. wrote a single name down that wasn't one of the which wasn't on the side of the flat earthers. <laughs> uh, well, it, it was a scientist. Uh, because obviously, one thing that you have to understand about flat earthers is they don't really care about science. No, <laughs> I mean no. they they have their belief. Yeah. Um. But there is a scientist, and basically he was saying within it, it, it's so, Flat Earthers do have a reputation and people laugh at them. Um, And I think we've both had laughs in the past about the whole Flat Earth. Yeah, I mean, when it's first, because I I started watching it a a while before, I think I watched the whole film before you started watching it, didn't we? We watched it the same day. But I mean, I know that we had a back and forth with a couple of like little jokes here and there. But I mean... I think it's the same guy you're talking about. He he kind of pointed out that, yes, it's easy to laugh at this, but actually that's quite a bad approach to it. Really, we, should, we shouldn't be mocking it. No, uh, and part of it is because they're so... Well, obviously you've already mentioned there's different ideas within it. Yeah. But when they have a belief, they stick to it. Yeah. And the guy's basically saying, right, if you just laugh at them and dismiss them, there will be no budging. 
Yeah, I'll tell you what, the phrasing is, um, they mentioned something halfway through, and I wrote this down, it's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. Yes. And it's basically where someone who doesn't have any professional uh, experience or training in a specific expertise gains some knowledge on it, and then because of that knowledge, puts themselves in a mental place where they believe they know more than the actual experts. Yes, and that is the case with a lot of, and this did prove that with this 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 uh, documentary, a lot of the flyovers have done that. They've put themselves in a position position where they've got a good amount of information from their side of the argument. Yeah. But the problem is they're now going well. I know more than the actual people. Yeah. And it's not it's not a healthy approach to take when you're. I th- I, it was actually the same guy who said, and I can't remember the two words he used. He said. He said there are two ways of arguing your side. One of them is where you you test, like you experiment and you test out your theory, but you are also open to the idea that your theory is wrong. So you yes. run an experiment with the willingness to go, I want the truth. So if that's me being wrong or right, I need the truth. And then there's the side of it that does the experiment, gets an answer, and then does everything they can to disprove it if it's not what they want. Yes. Yeah, they are right, and they yeah. they want the proof, and they'll keep going until they get that. And proof. that was that's another example of how they did the two shots. They, like you had them explaining this as they were doing an experiment, which disproved them. Yeah. And then he said it, and it cut back to the other guy going, "Well, we're just going to disprove it." Yeah. And it's like, yeah, ah, I wanted them not to walk into that trope. Yes. But the problem um, is, a lot. Of the I, I when I say fanatic, I don't mean that in like a insulty cult way. I mean fanatic is in somebody who's fanatic about something. Yes. Like a big fan, a fan, high, you know what I mean? They are so passionate about what they believe. Now, the thing is, I don't know if you actually just said the word or not, because I, I was having a thought yeah. there. But I think one word that we perhaps can attribute to this flat earth society here is the word cult. Yeah, it is a very cult-like atmosphere. And that actually is what I had never anticipated that side of it. Yeah, and I can give you one sentence from this documentary which kind of backs up the idea of yeah. it being a very cult-like atmosphere. It was the fact that they mentioned at one point that there were websites for flat-earth dating because mm-hmm. one of them said if you're a true flat-earther, you cannot get with someone who's not a flat-earther. Well, I mean, I've I read several reviews yeah. on IMDb, and a lot of people are saying, right, considering the flack that Scientology gets... yeah. And it is all very much if you're if you're not part of it, you're against it. Yeah. Uh, and you can't. And it kind of did. It has one guy in it going, oh, you people think it's guys who live in their mum's basement and all this. And I've never met anyone who's a flat earther who lives in their mum's basement and all this kind of stuff. But then you cut it, And then it, the next shot is it comes back to Mark, <laughs> who literally lives in his mum's basement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's, he's like the mayor of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> And actually, uh, it's that kind of they lose people because once they, they a lot of them will have normal lives, then they'll become a flat earther and they'll lose relationships because it becomes yeah. everything. Yeah, it was something they touched upon towards the end again, actually, because yeah. they basically again, it cut back to the if I use the phrase professionals in this, I mean the science side of the argument. Yeah, just to clarify that now, because otherwise I'm going to get really mixed up with terminology. But um, it cut to one of the professionals talking, and they said the problem is when you get into a society or a group who believe in one thing, you commit yourself and everything to it. So you basically you speak out against the scientific norm and isolate yourself. So by doing that, you lose the contact with all the non people who aren't part of that same group. Yeah. And the problem is then if you get to the point where actually you disprove or stop believing in the thing you believe in, you have then isolated yourself from everybody yeah and the, and literally they said to the guy at the end if this proves that you this isn't real if they give you proof that this isn't real will you just walk away and he went i couldn't if i if i wanted to i know and that was actually quite i think a Point sad you. situation because yeah. it was like you you're now devoting your life you have lost stuff because of it yeah you are basically a bit of a celebrity within it yeah he's high high status yeah um, and that, I mean, that is something that they do discuss. And what is the, uh, obviously there has to be the belief in itself. Yeah. But once you become a flat earther, you become something. Yeah. You're not just a number. You're not just a sheep in the crowd. You've made a choice. And actually yeah. they're quite a close, 
a close knit community. Yeah, and that's where that's where the factions come in that I mentioned earlier. Yeah, because it's a tight knit community, but within it, it has uh, little offspurt communities who believe certain things. Some of them, it's like how it's a dome. As I said, some of them believe it's it's a spherical disc with literally a dome over the top of it. Yeah. Some people believe it is literally a Truman Show style soundstage. Yeah. And that's actually the one that I I actually struggle to see how people believe that one. I can I can put myself in a mental position where I can justify people just believing it the world is what it is but flat. Do you know what I mean? At least I can go, you know what? Yeah. You still believe the world is a world. But if you start believing that the world is a Truman Show style soundstage, there has to be something outside the soundstage. Yes. And they and don't touch on that. It doesn't touch. But this is where I come back to. That's the kind of stuff that I actually wanted them to discuss. Yeah. Because yes, you wanted we... behind behind the curve. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, I wanted it to be, why is there a curve? Um, <laughs> on a side note, it's not to do with this, but it's the same topic. I've mentioned it to you before. There is a YouTube channel called Jubilee. Okay. And they do moral questions and they pit people against each other to discuss it. Mm. They do a series called Versus. And there is one. It's Flat Earthers versus non-Flat Earthers. And they get five people from the Flat Earth community on different levels of, like, authority and belief versus five people who are not from it. So, like, scientists. And they sit down and they discuss it. So they they, they, are, they sit on different sides of the room and they get asked questions and they all answer it. Like, do you believe this to this level? And what extreme do you believe it to? And it's still about them. If you believe it, you stay sitting down. And if you're not, you walk away. And it's very interesting to see the levels of even within the communities and outside the communities. But I definitely suggest for anything, if you like this kind of moral thing, because there is a moral side to this. It's, it's yeah. very in-depth. Jubilee, the YouTube thing. I might even put a link to it in the episode just so it's, it's there. Um, okay. There's a lot of that kind of stuff. And it's very interesting because they do touch on a lot of this. Um, it is actually surprising how serious this got, considering it didn't feel like a very serious documentary. There were times. Yeah, there were comical elements. Mock- it, there was times where it felt a little bit more, more mockumentary. I think, though, that is from a standpoint of we're both quite. We've had deep conversations. Yeah. We, we talk about space. We talk about time. We yeah. talk about the science of things. Yeah. And I think, I mean, we, we have a mutual friend. And actually, me, me and you have different views in certain aspects. Yeah. But you know how, and I'm trying to make likeness of it without upsetting people. Yeah. Right. I come from a family who are Christian. Yeah. And they very much believe in God. Yeah. But we have a friend called John. Yeah. One of who me. literally laughs at you if you believe in yeah it. yeah the thing is, like... i would say that when it comes to ideas and beliefs and philosophies and choices so that whether that's religion culture or like this kind of thing yeah like flat earth thing we i would say we are very similar in the sense that we take quite a i'd say intellectual logical approach to things yeah generally I... but we also don't shut people off we consider We're quite open to the discussion well, that's, that was actually my thing with this. I went into this going, I know that I there's no part of me that would even consider the fact this, that the Earth is flat. Yeah. And I resist the, earth to ch- the, the urge to chuckle when I hear it. But that's out of respect. But at the same time, I was, much like you, kind of, if it does happen to go, here's a bit of, here's a fact that you can't argue with, I'd go, oh, that's an interesting fact. Yeah. And it's a point that he makes himself in the documentary. He says a lot of the people who get into flat, the flat earth society in like community, they come from a, a point outside of it where they come in to disprove it and they can't. And I wrote down, this is TikTok because <laughs> yeah. like, I know that I did. No, you definitely did. Went yeah. in as a outsider go, let's mock this, have a look at this. And then you yes. kind of get involved and you can't not be it. Yeah. So I get, I get the mindset because we are doing it. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was very interesting. I did generally find it very interesting. Um, I, I think more so for me because I wasn't too worried about the kind of approach they took to the to it, like you were. I mean, that for me, it was a negative aspect because yeah. it did it didn't do what I wanted it to do. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's there's certain aspects to it where I and this does come up in the reviews actually that I've read. Um. Yeah. We get very quickly the merchandise side of it all. 
like someone's yeah. built a flat earth bike. And there's actually, I, I quite like out, outside, outside of it being a flat earth bike, the motorbike actually did look quite cool. Yes, but also, the thing I don't get <laughs> is why did they make it? Because the world, the earth being flat, doesn't require a new type of motorbike. No. And I understand the guy who was making the discs with the domes with the sun and the moon going around in it. I actually even quite liked them. Yeah, it was quite clever, wasn't it? But yeah. again, it was something that made me go. I'm sorry, if you think if you're on the soundstage idea and you basically believe that the sun and the moon are a giant light on a like a bar yeah. that's spinning. How can you? I don't understand that logical yeah, side. But then, but again, that's the thing, right? Even to back up how you can't understand it, they then show an eclipse. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it was one of my favorite moments because it was one of the only moments I laughed, but at the same time got annoyed. Because the whole point there is a, a total eclipse, and Mark goes yeah. along in person. He travels miles to go and watch it. Yeah, and he watches it, and at first you're like, oh, he he's he looks like he's like. This is awesome, but yeah. then he he he's talking to the 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 lady whose name I can't remember, and I, it's the name I haven't written down. That's because I didn't think she was going to be in it as much as she was. <laughs> yeah, but she really was. I want to say it was like Patricia or Pat or something like that. Oh, it was Patricia. Was it Patricia? Because when when they were discover they when they were talking about conspiracy theories, because she named Patricia, CIA. they said about the CIA yeah. in the name. Chuckled, like, made me yeah. laugh. That's that was the thing that made me talk about the conspiracies within conspiracies. Um, yeah. but yeah, he um was talking to her. About about it and she was so and she, it was the way she went and what you you went and watched the clip didn't you mark he went, yes i did and she went and was there anything strange about it and he went well actually it it looked like it was not there it looked 2d he said i could see the sun but then when when the moon passed in front of the sun it was almost as if there wasn't anything 3d there and it was something just going in front of a lens and my mind went in front of a light sorry and my mind went if something passed in front of a physical light, it would look the same as something passing in front of the moon. So your argument is silly. But it was actually the first time out of two occasions where that this documentary annoyed me. Because actually, I, I kept a very open mind through this. Um, but it outright right annoyed me because they went to a like a, a museum. Yeah. A science yeah. museum, it, and I was it like, actually, me when they were in yeah. There. Initially, it, it was... initially, when they, I thought they were just going to walk around it and look at how, almost how the other half live. Yeah, I thought that's fine. It was the fact, that, and then even when they were like, we're going to live stream from here, I was like, okay, I guess. And then instantly, I knew what was happening. Yeah. It was we're going to live stream this, and it was the shot that they showed, not for the live stream, but for the our camera going. Well, that's fake. That's fake. That's yeah. fake. That's it fake. frustrated me so much. And it was the fact that it almost looked like they broke into somewhere they weren't meant to be in. <laughs> well, uh, was, they were the only people in, like, with the big rocket. And yeah. everything. But then they kind of went on this. It wasn't a ride. It was just like a prop kind of thing. And he went, well, I'm pressing this. This isn't working. Therefore, that's not real. And all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, what are you, you actually you expecting? Expect, you expect and also, in space. considering you're probably doing this to be taken seriously, why are yeah. you mocking yeah. the opposite? It, that was one of the times it generally annoyed me because it was like you've not gone it, it actually it goes back to the argument of you're not doing this to prove the truth you're doing yeah. this just to take a dig at the opponent yes and it was the fact of it just felt really dirty it was unnecessary it it was i actually found well there was a couple of points where i didn't but there, i actually found the main guy mark Sargent actually quite likable most of the time yeah um, moments where I was like, actually, I could see how you're, a I could see how you're a little bit cultist. Yeah. Um, and actually, in one of the reviews, I didn't think about it at the time. Actually, it's, it's retrospectively. In one of the reviews, they say how actually creepy it is, how excited he is when a twelve-year-old kid has been brought by his parents to the convention. I get that. But at the same it, time, I also reckon that was staged for the camera. Do you? Yes, because of the way he reacted. And I was, th I, because I thought this at the time. I didn't think, oh, that's creepy. I thought yeah. your reaction's odd. Yes. And I, it was the way he went, how old are you, son? And, and he was like, 12. And he was like, amazing. And I was like, this feels a little bit too forced. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I mean, it was interesting seeing them set up like a, almost like a convention and then have half the people not turn up because someone of actual credit, even though they're on the wrong side of the argument, has basically thrown them off. Yeah. <laughs> he was a scary man. Yes, he was. Didn't he he was... Have, wasn't he NASA originally, though? I'm pretty sure they said down the very yes. beginning he was something to do with NASA, but oh, then but he saw a video that swayed him and he was hardcore against it from then. Because wasn't he brought in... Oh, I can't remember why he was brought in, but there was a point where he was looking at photographs and it's like, so this is a photo from Hubble Telescope and this is a photo of Hubble Telescope. How is this possible? It was like, <laughs> here's a picture of Hubble Telescope telling a pi- taking a picture of Hubble Telescope. <laughs> uh, um, at this point, because I say this guy was used throughout it because he was basically, it started like he was going to be for the cause but he was for the cause but he didn't like the fact that anyone he was basically the ultimate hipster because he was like i've started this no one else is allowed to have power because of this and he hated everyone he was the one who basically said okay mark is working for the cia he's 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 a stooge and he said that about everybody and i found that really really quite funny but i'm gonna now mention it my favorite person of this documentary he wasn't in a lot of it his name is Nathan Thompson, and he was labelled on the screen as the evangelist. He was actually in the first 15 minutes of the film, and he appeared at the convention at the end. He was the guy who basically said that he questioned everything, including, and I've written them down, dinosaurs were made up. Um, NASA, oh, he said that NASA, isn't it funny that it sounds... It's actually the um, like Greek word for deceive. And then he backed himself up by going, actually, technically, that word is Nasha. But doesn't it sound similar? <laughs> and I went, no, if you've just had to say, doesn't it sound similar? You've disproved yourself. Yeah. Um, what was that? Uh, red. Oh, and, and it also he was also the same guy that was driving and reading a book. <laughs> but this guy was the one who basically did the whole question everything. Don't believe in a single thing. And I then went, the problem is, if you start questioning everything... You will then get into the spiral, which then did it, it did it later, where they started questioning everything, including themselves. Yeah, but there was also the people, and um, it, it's kind of both me and you have done this at different times. And again, yeah. we know we know people who do it. But there was one particular guy, and it might even be the person you're talking about because I can't remember the guy you're talking about. Maybe I mean but, this guy. But, I'll say this guy was like a thin middle-aged oh, kind of balding dude. Oh, I know which one you mean. Yeah. Not the guy I'm talking about. There was one guy who was actually much bigger. He had kind of grey swept, grey hair. And he was someone who they clearly have plans, but he didn't want to talk about the plans. So if anyone asked him about a question on anything, he'd be like, oh, yeah, can't talk about it. It's a secret. I think that was Bob Nodal. Well, it kind of was. Yeah, but you're not giving anything. You're not actually giving the documentary, anything, because you're kind of going, oh, we've got plans, we're going to do this, there's going to be funding, and all this kind of stuff, but it's all secret, so I can't tell you about it. It's like, <laughs> well... Um, there was another guy in it, and I can't remember his name, and I've just looked on the IMBD page, which has a lot of the cast in it. Yeah. I say cast, like they're not real people, I mean cast as in the people who were in the, in the <laughs> documentary. And I can't yeah. find him on there. And he was on the, the Earth is Flat side of the argument, and he was actually doing the experiments. Um... But he was the one who had said himself, I, I want to know what I want to know the truth. And if it turns out I am wrong, that's something I'll have to deal the with. The one with the laser. Yeah, the one who did yeah. basically prove himself wrong three times in this documentary, but ignore it. Yeah. Because um, also... I, I love nothing more than someone going, I'm going to, if this happens, I'm wrong. And then it happened and them going, all right, okay. <laughs> I thought also, though, because I was thinking about his experiment and I yeah. thought, that's interesting. But what you're not actually going to take into account here is that the ground and terrain that you're doing it across is all at different levels. Yeah. Yeah. And they how that. is it they that as well? How is this really going to work? They proved that as well. One, because like the first time they tried to set up the laser experiment to explain people if you didn't watch it, the laser experiment is set up three posts at different levels, one at the start, one at the end, and you shine a light at a certain height on the first pole. And the idea is it hits the same point on the second pole, you uh, the the end pole. You then insert another pole with the same height and if it doesn't hit at the same point there's an issue with the curvature and it proves a curve basically yeah and the problem is what they did is they set the beginning and the end up and it they they instantly realized that the first the first pole was so much higher they also don't understand how lasers work and lights they don't understand how light 
like fragments because they shot this laser but then when they were getting to the other end it was like five foot wide and not hitting their board not not they thought this, it would be like this well laser thin Laser, yeah. this whole thing it's just no, like, it's like because, it's not a lightsaber no it's and, not <laughs> it's like at the start end obviously it was coming from a to- like a big handheld torch sized laser oh it was and, a powerful laser oh yeah. Oh, okay. yeah yeah and there was a, that was actually a shot of him earlier shining it from his front garden i was like that's not legal <laughs> he was shining towards a field with cars driving the other side Oh, and I was like, true. that's not legal. You're not allowed a normal like, laser point and you play with your cats. You're not allowed to point them out cars. There's a law. Okay. So that one can't be legal. But he, he was testing that in the field and he shone it over towards the second pillar and it was too big. And he spent hours trying to like get it the right size and couldn't. They had to cancel the experiment. Yeah. And he said, we spent hours doing these experiments. And then he said, oh, I didn't realize how hard experiments were to do. And I was like, that means you haven't done the experiment properly. You haven't put the time into it to research it. Yeah. Um, but I say, the problem is that we always say that we focus on plot too much. You, you can't really focus on plot with this one because there isn't a plot. It's a general... I like, mean, I don't know. You've got some people who believe a thing. Yeah, there might true. be a love story. There might not be a love story. Yeah. And um, I will say, I, I wrote a single name down on the science side of things. Her name was... Hannah Law, that's her first name. Hannah Law, H-A-N-N-A-L-O-R-E. Surname is Gerling Dunsmore. And I, I had to look at the name three times to go, is that one name? Am I, am I being stupid? That was a complicated name. She was on the, on the science side and she was arguing. She was the main um, uh, yes. female they were, they were talking to. Did she have like purple hair as well? Yeah, I think she had yeah, like purpley yeah. tinted yeah. hair, yeah. Um, I found this one generally quite interesting. Um, I understand how it was frustrating because it, it wasn't what you thought it was going into it. Mm. But... Um, how do you th- feel it was shot cinematography-wise? Because I was questioning to myself when I realised the format it was going to be, were they going to be impartial? Was the editing going to be more towards one side? And actually, for most of the film, I thought they did quite well at keeping it impartial. So it was like, this is how what they believe, this is the other side, putting their thought across. And then in the last third of the film, the edits started being more mocking of the Flat Earth side. Yes, uh, it did. But that's because, and they must have realised this, during the process of filming yeah the experiments weren't coming through no. uh the factions were all basically trying to discredit each other within it yeah one thing <laughs> i did like that they announced big announcement at the old um the flat earth annual conference which is a name um, yeah they announced a scientific division that they themselves are forming now i don't no, or honestly, care what the words they use to describe their scientific institution. Because I can tell you what that scientific institution's actual thing is. That scientific institution's sole purpose is to disprove actual science. That's what they yeah. basically said, but in yeah. a fancy way, which didn't just say that. And I just thought, how... That's when you start losing the logical argument side of it, going, look, we're just trying to give you the facts. You're not. You're trying to disprove our facts. It is that thing, whenever you've seen a flat earther on a daytime TV show yeah. or anything, the presenters, I mean, I've watched in this morning, Philip Schofield, it, yeah. it gets to a point where it's hard not to mock. It is. The problem is you go in, I think every person is properly, unless you're a really like nasty person. Yeah. Um, if you go, you're interviewing someone from this kind of belief, you do go in to go right let's get their opinion but the problem is sometimes the opinions come over or are put across in such a delusional or so non-intelligent way it's hard not to just go yeah but what about that yeah and that I, that's actually what i find philip Schofield does a lot he he sits back until someone says something that you can go you can go no to yeah and then he's well, like he, I'm going in, hold my beer i mean his thing in his particular interview was I've been on a plane. I've seen the curve of the Earth. Yeah, it's like Didn't I've the seen person it. Just say no to them. Yeah, I'm it's sure. like no. And they basically the said I you're lying like as well. Yeah, that's the thing I don't like the argument for. When your argument is needed, that's yeah. not an argument. And on the side of science, they had a actual astronaut. Yeah, and he said, "Why would they fake it?" Yeah, again, this is actually. One of the things that I wanted to get from the film and it what didn't. Is the point? What are you gaining from saying the flat the world is is a globe if it's not? And yeah. I kept asking myself that through that whole thing of okay, so say you're right. Say the whole world suddenly goes, Oh my god, the world the world is flat. We're on we're basically on the back of a giant flying turtle. Yeah. Like, what so do you actually gain? all the things that people used to believe 
many, many years ago. We're going to yeah. believe again now. Because what are you really gaining? What do, the, what do these... What does Mark... I can tell you for a fact. If, if they prove it to be true, which... Between you and me, they won't. But if they prove it to be true, <laughs> between me and you, no, and, and like listening, you like know, they won't. If they prove it to be true, the only real thing that's going to happen to these flat earthers is they're going to stop being important people. Yeah, I tell you what, they might get like the mark. Yeah. They might get their names in books. That I, you know, they've definitely already got their names in books. Yeah, but the thing is, and this is one of the thing I I saw in the reviews that at, they said the dangerous thing about this sort of documentary is actually, apparently, the Mark has noted that since it came out, they've had more people join. It's it publicity. It aware. I mean, I, I know of Flat Earth, and it's a thing, I've, I've watched videos on it. Not, like, looking into it, but I've watched videos of people discussing it on different sides of it. Because it's a thing that interests me, seeing how people try and discuss it. Yeah. They switch off when they start just doing arguments like, no, you didn't. That's silly. That's a silly <laughs> argument. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, it's... It's actually quite... It did interest me to see how many people there are. Well, yes. I mean, and it is a growing thing, which is why there's a documentary on it, you know? Um, I just kind of... As I say, it kind of... It annoyed me to a point of... I wanted what it was really about. Yeah. I didn't go in with interest in the people, although it was interesting, but kind of... It was nice to see people, yeah. and it's like, yeah, I'm getting it, but I feel it's very dangerous because this is going cult-like. Yeah, it was nice to see some people passionate about it. Yes, it's it like, was. Okay, you know what? At the end of the day, we've said it before on podcasts about different things. At the end of the day, if you believe something, we've said it with religion, we've said it with non-religion, if you believe in something, as long as you're not hurting people, it shouldn't matter what you personally believe. I mean, this, obviously... This stems this... way beyond that. This, well, this is uh, the harsh thing, and I don't think it'll ever get to this stage with a flat Earth scenario. No. But obviously, you can have two factions of people both believe in a technically the same God, but they'll have a war over it. Yeah, yeah. And but the thing is, the thing about God is, realistically, you can't prove there is or isn't a God yeah. at the moment. And the thing about flat Earth is... is you can prove it's not, yes. God, but they don't believe it. <laughs> Yeah, and then it goes back to they they just just try and disprove the things that they that that they've been proven. And it's just like I don't, I just don't understand. No, there's there's no I don't see the point to it to be honest. Um, um, yeah, I mean it would be a little bit different if it was just sort sort of like a hobby, but yeah. this literally engulfs their life. Their life, and I will say there was a point in it where. During the conference, they mentioned it a couple of times, but it was the conference where it really came out. Um, I can't remember if it was Mark or if it was the big dude who, who announced the science thing. He used a phrase, and I'm going to misquote it, so you just have to take the idea of what I'm saying. Yeah. He basically said, and I think it was Mark actually, that I get asked how, how often, I get asked a lot, how long until we're going to be able to take this properly and make people believe? Like and he said, actually, I think we're nearly there, where we can, we can, where where the majority of the world will then believe, and we'll have the power, and NASA will have to accept us. And I just laughed. I went, "You're not. Yeah. You are so." And as much as this one, this is the sentence that might get out of this podcast annoyed for people. I, <laughs> for this argument, like yeah. I, I, and before I say the next sentence, which is my point, I'm going to defend it with this sentence of, I go back to saying, if you believe in something, that's fine. If you, if as long as you're not hurting someone, but you have to be realistic about it. Like he said, he thinks that they're pretty much at that point where they're the majority of people will believe it, which is using the idea that if the majority believe it, everyone has to accept it. I put it in the same bracket as vegans who go, it one day everyone will not eat meat. They, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I just think that's an unrealistic attitude to say. If yeah, everything is right, meat, we'd be fine, and then then the, it'll be fine. And I'm saying, yeah, great, believe that. But realistically, you're not just going to persuade everyone. I Right, going on the vegan thing, because you know how I feel about vegans. Yes, well, we love KFC. Yes, but the thing is, I actually, I also am a believer in the possibility that in the future we might have a Star Trek ideal world. Yeah. And the thing about a Star Trek ideal world is they're all vegans. They're yeah. basically in in the future. They kind of they've stopped killing animals because in it's inhumane. 
and yeah. I kind of I get actually there's a moral side oh, I fully to veganism but I think when you're defending it and arguing your point using the argument of if enough people stop eating meat then the industry will die and we won't need it anymore is a bad argument because realistically at that point it's it's like saying well one day we'll find out when, when, we, when we find aliens we'll prove they exist it's like yes but you haven't yet yeah uh, and the, I you can't use a hypothetical argument as proof. No, I and mean that's what they obviously, do. For things a lot. Vegans are growing number and fat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not. I right now. Liam's done this. I'm not putting the two together. I had. <laughs> I am because Patricia was a vegan and a flat earther, and I wrote yeah. that down. And didn't she look ill most of the time? I'm just yeah, saying. <laughs> she did, and she was also no. a member of the Flat Earth Dating Society. Um, yeah, because I wrote that right. down as well. To any vegans that we've uh, offended. <laughs> um, we are more against the flat earthers, oh, quite frankly. <laughs> I will say to the vegans who we may have offended, I'm a trained chef, and I will say some of the nicest meals I've ever prepped have been vegan friendly meals, but they're not my preferred meals. <laughs> no, um, I think I went okay, I went into this documentary trying to get it back away from vegans. Uh, <laughs> I'm not the one who in an earlier podcast went to town on the vegans. I'm telling you that now. <laughs> I know. I had my vegan rant and I stand by it, but it was relevant at the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um I I well, this is it. I don't like someone who has their belief thrusting it down my throat. No. It goes back to the thing of if you want to believe something, that's fine. Just don't hurt someone else with your belief. And the fact that they've got factions within their own factions who are turning on each other. If you can't agree with amongst yourselves about this belief, why should other people believe you? Although to that, I can then bring up religions again. But at the same time, that I can, I for me, I can go. I'm not religious, so it is. It is a valid argument for me. Yeah, but. I I mean I'm not gonna get into it on the podcast. <laughs> that's Maybe a, that's that's a different documentary we've got to watch. But oh, there's definitely one on <laughs> I have my beliefs. Ow. My parents have their beliefs. Yeah. Um uh, my thing is I'm actually open to so much. Someone can talk to me in a discussion. Yeah. But but what I don't want is someone preaching, preaching. at me the whole time and it's like, all right, to go along with your vegan thing. Our friend, John, if you're listening, John, <laughs> or Ruby, maybe, I don't know if you listen. Um, John is a preacher. John, if, if he sees you eating a I mean, ham sandwich, you'll yeah. get a lecture. The vegan side of it has actually become a joke in itself of a vegan can't go five minutes without telling you. It's, it's become a joke in society amongst itself. Well, I went and see, this is the thing. We now talk about vegans. <laughs> right. But for the vegan thing, I've joked that actually vegans are vegetarian terrorists. Because <laughs> you said that in the last time. I know. And uh, you were like, we should probably cut that. And I was like, yeah, probably. nope. Nope. But the thing is, we'll get more that, views. I, it's, it's, I don't get that vibe from the flat earthers. No. I don't think they're going to start a war anytime soon. No, I think, if anything, the only thing that flat earthers are at risk of is actually making themselves look silly with how serious they get over some of it. I'm going to call it now. Right. Ooh. I'm trying to think of a realistic. Okay, in 20 years' time, yeah, I do not think there'll be a flat Earth society. Well, maybe there might I be a think... small group of people who look at the old times and go, "Oh, yeah." You're looking at a faction. I think it's growing at the moment, but yeah. I think if you look at the world, I think people are looking for things. Yeah. Oh, completely. It's like the you, you're looking for the offence in it being flat. Yeah. And it because what as we said, what's the point? Why would you lie? What's the need to lie about it? And it was the thing of when they started going, who's in charge? Who's doing all the lying? And they went, oh, if you know their name or their face, they're not in charge. We don't know yeah. who's in charge of the lie. Yeah. Nobody knows. And that's when you start sounding like, they used the phrase at one point, not all conspiracy theorists wear tinfoil hats. And I won't stop talking like it then. Yeah. Because yeah. the, the, literally, I, the guy you said, you said earlier, someone said not everyone lives in the basement. It was actually Nathan, the, the oh, guy who yeah, does yeah. so exist, who said not everyone lives in the basement. He was like, no, not all of us are wearing tinfoil hats. And I was thinking, the way you're now talking, you're just missing the hat. Yeah. Unfortunately, you can't that say was something of logic and then, and then back it up by saying all the crazy stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Also, right, and this is the problem, going back to my original issue, that it was more about the people than the, yeah. the flat earth theory, 
is if it was about the flat earth theory, we perhaps wouldn't be let I'll say loosely attacking. I don't feel like we're attacking. But because it is about the people, it's hard for us not to kind of go, well, you're a bit of an idiot, aren't you? Yeah. You know, because it's just like you say one thing, but you're actually being contradicted within a second. The problem is, I think for me, even if it was a serious documentary, just looking at the concept, I think I'd still have, I think this would still be very similar for me review wise. I think I would just laugh them out of the, out of the field because my problem is I can't think of a single argument they have put forward that I've heard before that I think is reasonable. Like one of the guys who went, who pointed across a river and went, that's Seattle over there. We shouldn't be able to see that. Well, that was Mark. That was in the opening scenes. Yeah. And I was like, how is that an argument? For a start, if it's visible and the distance that you're saying, it's just not far enough away. Right. It's all about distance. And yeah. it's just like, I mean, what you actually mean to say is, right, what I, if it's, if it's flat, what you're saying is you should be able to see Africa then. Yeah. Yeah. You're saying you should be able to see everything. Where's, well, yeah. Why can't I see the Eiffel Tower? Why yeah, can't I see the it's... tallest buildings in the world? Because maybe because there's a curve. And that's why he said it's <laughs> yeah. a soundstage. Because he said, "What if you're all living in a Truman Show soundstage and you you can't you, the things you can't see within your eye eye line? You're told are somewhere else." I'm yeah. so, so actually in your argument, are you actually telling us that your country is the only country that exists because it's the only thing you can see? Is that are you telling? You don't believe in the other countries? When we were having our bit of back to foot, back and forth, yeah. you were watching the film and I was not. Yeah. yeah. Right. So actually. I was just having banter with you in yeah. our texts. When I actually watched the film, I realised why you were saying certain things. Oh, really? But I will stick with, you know what? I am more likely to believe that we're in the Matrix. Yeah. Than yeah. we're on a soundstage. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. for me, it, I just, I don't know. I Again, I will say, I'm not going to quote out all of our conversation, but one of my favourite things is, I'm going to read a sentence that I wrote. Yeah. And then I'm going to read one sentence that you wrote because it's my favorite thing you've ever said to me. Okay. And it's two words. I wrote, because it, it starts off just saying, by the way, I'm watching it. You you were like, I'm going to watch it late. I'm going to watch Star Trek First in Plus. And I was yeah. like, okay, I'm 25 minutes in and it's definitely flat. And you went, preach, sister. <laughs> and I loved it. And then I replied, simply, I'm reading it out now. I simply replied with the phrase, giant soundstage, mate. And you put the same one, <laughs> the moon landing on. And I was like, it's one big Truman show. And then you said about it, we, uh, it's part of a matrix. Yeah. And then I said, and I will say, then I said about also while we're on it, maths isn't real. That's not something to do with, the, to do with what we watched. However, I Googled who believes, celebrity wise, what celebrities believe in this, in Flat Earth, as well as like who, and when I got the list of who believes in Flat Earth, I, it also included people who believe in Scientology and other things. Now, people who believe in Flat Earth, include Shaquille O'Neal, he's the big one, uh, Tila Tequila, and then and B.O.B. and Kanye West. They're the four big ones. Now, what I'm going to say to you is I'm not going to read you any other ones out because you don't need to. The reason I would say this one isn't as seriously considered as Scientology is, as you mentioned earlier, yeah. is look who some of the people who follow Scientology are. Just just think about some of the big names. Tom Cruise, John Travolta. Now, if you had Tom, uh, Tom Cruise and John Travolta arguing one argument and then you had 10 random nba basketball players arguing the other side you're more likely to go with the more well-known people yeah um now i will say um terence what's his name who terence is it terence it's not terence phillips is it terence i don't know where you're going with it um i think he was in the first iron man film terence howard yep he believes that maths is wrong he what? believes, he believes, and it was on this list, and I looked into it. Terence, as it say, Howard, believes yeah. that the maths we are taught is wrong. It's that's not how maths works. And that's when I stopped reading the article because I was like, this is going to confuse me too much. He just doesn't believe that maths is is right. He believes it is wrong and it is something instilled in us to go against actual maths. It it's the same level of, of ludicrousy as maybe Tupac's still alive. Oh, that's why. Yeah, you did make a two-pack joke in the text. <laughs> yeah, I, by that point, I was just reading through the list. Yes, <laughs> and I'm going to stop reading. But no, that was. I, I as I said, I can accept the argument to the point of what people think flat Earth's flat. I'm like, you do you. But when someone says to me, maths is wrong. I'm like, no, maths is just difficult. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
there there are some things i mean i i am not i'm very much not a scientologist no. but there's a part of it that actually interests me that i would like to know a little bit more about it yeah. because obviously there we're dealing with aliens and stuff well i believe in aliens i believe they exist yeah um did the aliens that scientologists believe in did they make the world flat did they put us on a disc did they put the dome over us who put the dome there that's the question, isn't it? Um, Why? I would say, you know, you mentioned earlier he, that 12-year-old asked a question. He never yeah. answered the question. No, I know. That really annoyed, said, that really how annoyed high, me. How high is the dome? And I would actually, that's the first question I want an answer to. Yeah. And, and he, he went, did. how old are you, son? I'm like, no, don't focus on his age. I'll write this. I'll read this letter out that I've had. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. that, I that, want that, an answer. How high is it? <laughs> that's why I think it was staged. I think he planted that. I think he personally got that to lead into his letter because he went how old are you son and he went 12 years old and he went oh brilliant who are you here with he went my mum and dad he went where are you mum and dad well done mum and dad actually that leads me perfectly onto my letter he did yeah. not answer the question he used it as a get in no that was so fr- frustrating um, <laughs> obviously we could probably just go into our beliefs on this so much on a technical side of this film I don't know the director from it, the producer or the director from anything else no I don't I did look into what they'd, they'd done but the problem with a lot of documentaries is it's not a big budget film that you're going to follow. Do you know what I mean? It's not like Scorsese or something. A lot no, of the time. No, obviously not. But that said, if it was, I'm trying to think of an example. If it was something like a natural planet thing, you've got certain directors within the field. Yeah. I don't know this one. You know, I just I don't, don't know. Um, but do you have anything to point out like on a technical side of this? Uh, no, because I found it very, it was a film, but it didn't film, film, it didn't feel filmatic. It feel like a film. I struggled to take a lot of it serious because I found Mark almost caricaturish at times. What you mean when he's wearing a uh, blue glow in the dark neon glasses tux. and bow tie? For the tux, yeah. Just like and wanted, wanting to be taken seriously though. Come on. <laughs> Honestly, my beliefs are real. Shiny, yes. shiny glasses, shiny glasses. Shiny. Uh, build, buy our merchandise. Uh... <laughs> oh, me running in with a rainbow jacket on going, maths is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> they wonder why you don't take you seriously with the old foil hat on. I'm just saying. Yeah. Wear normal clothes, don't look weird, and then people might consider your argument. Um, are we ready to round this up? Oh, yeah, please. Okay. Now, here at the Manic Film Club, when it comes to to rating something, we don't do it on a scale of like one to five, one star, one star. Jesus. Uh, I had a breakdown. I started believing it was flat for a minute. Um, no, this is, no, this is your problem. You don't think that maths is real. So you counting. This is the whole thing. This is why we don't do numbers. We don't we do not do it on a scale because maths is a lie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> basically, we don't do it on like one out of five stars or out of 100% like Rotten Tomatoes. I haven't looked at Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know where this sits on its, its ladder. We simply go is it a hit is it a miss a hit means did we enjoy the film would we consider rewatching it would we tell other people about it our general all-round enjoyability and a miss is nice and simple it's the opposite did we not like it would we not want to watch it tobias beyond the curve what did you think behind the curve yeah whatever it's called (laughs) (laughs) um i am going to for reasons i stated right for me off gonna give it a miss okay because it's not what I wanted. If anything, I want to find a different documentary that which actually discusses the things I wanted it to. I get that, and I feel like I mean that's I think that is a fair rating for you from that the place you've you've approached the film with. Um, it would have been interesting to know what your rating would have been or thought would have been about the film if you'd gone into it knowing the style of documentary it would have been. I mean, maybe, but because obviously fact... you've gone in wanting facts, 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 like actual stuff, but. I, keeping on that scale, then, I can't see why I would ever want to watch it again, why I would recommend it to anyone. Yeah. So I still I still would say it's going to be a miss. Okay, fair enough. I mean, that's fair. There's no argument there for you. Yeah. I mean, my opinion, I, I just forgot its title. I will point that out. Yes. Um, is it Behind, behind the, curve? the Curve? Yes. Okay. I think I went to say behind. I was like, no, it's beyond, but it's behind okay. the curve. That's the point of it. Um. I did enjoy the film. I didn't know what I was going to think of it when I sat down for it. Um, I found myself interested in it, and I think it was because it focused on the people, and I could almost go, I've got people to to focus on during it. Um, I'm going to give it a hit. Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, giving it, I'm giving it a hit because, one, 
I did actually outright enjoy this film. I got to the end of it and I got like halfway through it and I was like, okay, I like I, I like this because I knew I wasn't going into it as a this might convert me. I'm in it solely for the for the ride, you know. Would you watch it again? Yes. Because Why? I got to the end of it wishing I'd watched it with Amanda because I'd like to hear her opinion on it. She's not a flat earther, I'd like to point that out. Okay. But I'd like to watch it with Amanda and I know that it's a kind of thing like, like I know like my parents are very logical like they're not religious to the point yeah. of them they're very mocking towards religion I'm not quite that level but it's the kind of thing of I'd like to watch it with them to get their thoughts on some of the opinions yeah. I would be watch this for conversational reasoning um I wouldn't just sit down on my own and put this film on again that's not yeah. something I would do but I would rewatch it with someone and I could it's definitely I think a talking point because it wouldn't be the first time I've had a random conversation with someone about Flat Earth. No, but I, I guess this goes back to me going, I wanted a different film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so, no, I'm going to say a hit because I can't say I didn't enjoy it and I can't say I wouldn't watch it again in the right circumstance. Okay. So Fair this enough. is literally a half and half. It's, that is a half hit. Half hit. Half, 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 well, that's only climactic for the first episode. And <laughs> oh, no, it's all right because yeah. the only way is well, it may not be the only way is up. We've got no, a lot of films no, to watch this year. Now, as I said, we are doing a whole mix of the old now, as I said, we are doing a whole range of different genres this season. This one was documentary. We we're, we're doing loads of stuff. We're doing musicals, we're doing animated films, romance, every pretty much any genre you can think of, we're doing one. Now you watch someone find a genre we're not covering. <laughs> <laughs> but then you know what hopefully there'll be a season three so uh who knows it might be just working for all the marvel films one by one yeah it depends on this year <laughs> or the bonds maybe as you said yeah. um so tobias what yeah. are we watching next next time on the manic film club we are watching extraction a hardened mercenary's mission becomes a soul-searching race to survive when he's sent to bangladesh to rescue a drug lord's kidnapped son Starring Chris Hemsworth, directed by Sam Hargrave. Yeah. Now, this is coming under what I believe is our blockbuster uh, um, category. Just, I, I possibly, possibly is. I'm pressing view. It is blockbuster, correct? Yeah. So, in theory, this should be quite a good one. In theory, that, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's got the Hemsworth in it. It has got the Hemsworth in it. It's probably a good sign. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, was, I mean, he was in the all female Ghostbusters as well, so it's not a hit home run. But... Yeah, but you know, not, no one's perfect. <laughs> oh. I mean, I am. But... Well, I was, I was about to say, as we demonstrate, and then you went down that I am perfect. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, when this episode comes out, we will also post on our Twitter a poll. Ooh, tell people about the poll to my uh, basically, we've given our views, yeah. um, we, and obviously, I've said I think it's a miss. Liam has said he yeah. thinks it's a hit. But what do you think? Yeah, you will be given that choice. If anything, you could sway if this is an outright hit or miss. You could give us like more of one side. Yeah, you could. So do, do that. I'm, I'm looking forward to hashtagging flatter. <laughs> I do you know what I genuinely am because I'm thinking all the attention. We might <laughs> actually time. get some hits on that. <laughs> It'll be like Jensen Eccles all over again. <laughs> you know what? The next time we have a uh, guest, it might be Mark Sargent. <laughs> wow! I'm saying it now. If he does, can we watch Gravity with him? <laughs> Please, can we? Can we watch Gravity with him? Because I just want to see his face for the whole film, <laughs> or into st- any film. Because I want to see if he watches Interstellar and goes, that planet's not round, and then watches the end weird stuff and goes, that's all real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a bit, I believe. Um, yeah. Now, obviously, if you want to check out the poll, go to our Twitter, which is at the manic with two N's. Very, very important. important. Now, as well as that, we also have a very exclusive way that you can get involved with yeah, us. Yeah. How is that to buy us? Uh, we have a patron, don't we? We do indeed. It's we nice do. and cheap. I mean, it's like one pound, one pound twenty, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you get to join us in our exclusive Manic Discord community. Yeah. I mean, you can't hear it, but when he said exclusive, I did a face which can only be described with the sound. Ooh. That was was the face. That was the face. Yeah. It is nice and exclusive. And in there, if if you're part of the Manic Patreon, you get 
as well as access to the Discord, you also get some exclusive content, special segments, extra longs, special episodes, watch-alongs that only you can get at higher level tiers. There are all sorts of treats for people who sign up and pay the money, money, dollar, dollar. Now, Tobias. Yeah? <laughs> I said your name, like, with purpose, and I had no purpose. That Tobias, like I think, lead out. for the sake of our sanity and the fact we're going to record something else in a minute, yeah. I think we should probably say goodbye. Okay, people, bye. Okay, Tobias has said goodbye. Bye! Remember, people, if you take one thing from this episode and one thing alone, math is a lie. Stay manic, people. The Earth is a triangle. The Earth is a triangle. (laughs) Math is a lie. The Teletubbies are actually the the gods. We all live within the tellies on their tummies. Why weren't they called the Teletubbies? Because they're fat. But they were... Oh, that's true. They're not flat, they're not flat screen. <laughs> it wasn't the 90s and body shaming was a thing. <laughs> it was the 90s. Yeah, early 90s because my sister oh. watched them when they came out. Okay. Stay manic. Yeah.